0: Welcome to machine learning. The this book is called "The Next Economy" by Paul Hawken. I really like this book because, as I study economics over time, the this book always seems to be one of the central um, books with principles of business that are are um, answering lots of different questions it's called the next economy there's no limit to energy but it takes time to become available high quality energy high quality energy reduces labor and increases productivity this is um high quality energy is things like lasers um, data cloud servers satellite communication electron microscopes, things that could, where energy is transformed, producing a labor and increasing productivity is defined as high-quality energy. The success of mass economy in producing a proliferate amount of goods resulting from efficient usage of energy and fossil fuels substituted for human energy for goods produced. And that is so true because we don't uh, produce things with human energy anymore. We use machines and we use fossil fuels like gasoline, diesel, different petroleum type of fuels that produce energy that are converted into the form of mechanical energy. And so uh, one time I read a book that was talking about energy as a form of calorie production. So if we use our energy, then we were producing calories. And the expenditure of calories to produce more calories was a net sum, and it was positive, otherwise we would not exist today. However, with the invention of machines, that ability to produce calories was increased by millions of fold. And so, uh, literally, one area of California could feed the whole world, and it had that much potential. Throughout this period, individuals accumulated great amounts of goods, capital, and poverty. Growth because of inexpensive energy and cheap transportation allowed companies to become national companies. Their names, household words, and scaled as industrial empires of enormous power. Mass means the energy, materials, and embodied resources required to produce a product or perform a service. The dominant means of amassing wealth and power in the mass economy was the exploitation of natural resources, because it was the transformation that great profit of industries were found. The end goal of the mass economy was elimination of labor. so that that was interesting that the goal of the industrial revolution was the elimination of labor. And we do see that as machines played a heavier role in the industrial revolution, that you could transform now roomfuls of people doing manual labor to a single machine doing 10,000 times the amount of work that that that, uh, group could do. Um, however, we saw that with China that there was a lot of labor that was done manually because labor was cheaper, and their end goal was not to replace labor, a human labor, but to <clears throat> become wealthy through the usage of uh, large numbers of people that were capable, again, of doing the work of the machine. But with the invention of artificial intelligence and robotics, that is no longer the trend. And so there's less cheap labor that can be used to transform uh, raw materials into finished goods. Now, one of the other things that's interesting trend is um, that the United States had the natural resources. And for that reason, it became... Natural resources such as agricultural, minerals, mining, uh, different lumber, steel, coal. These these natural resources allowed America to become extremely wealthy because they transformed those resources using machines and then exported those finished goods throughout the world. As energy costs increased, small business as uh, Paradox rises when the energy peaks in the short term, cheapness decreases, productivity falls, energy costs soar. Energy, not resources, is critical to our future. Small business produce quality products and the consumers seek these products because of decreasing real wages. Persons, business, and organizations that practice distermination Will prosper and thrive as the contracting economy squeezes out the intermediate activities. <clears throat> Small companies produce 24 times as many industrial innovations per research dollar as do large companies. That's 24 times. Um, and so, one of the interesting trends it was that individuals in corporations largely, you know. Engineers or or uh, professionals who see a need in the corporation, and then the corporation doesn't respond to the um, the insights of innovation that are desired by the employees, then leave those companies and go out and form small companies. Uh, they build those innovations where they can see that there is needs, and uh, those needs then are are met, and that innovation then. Uh, begins to be adopted and at some point in the maturity curve uh, the adoption rate exceeds like 10% and then that catches the attention of the large companies and they they buy uh, the small companies for a large amount of money. So they have the wealth but they don't have the innovations. The small companies have the innovations and that's driven by individual insight, vision and energy. Energy conservation does not work and reflects short-term vision. Energy innovation develops new sources of energy, solar fusion, and nuclear, making energy more abundant and cheap cheaper. Okay, so on one side, you have conservations which is saying, you know, don't use as much energy, don't use as much water, don't use as much uh, electricity. And then you have the other side, which is saying we will create innovations. There's an unlimited source of energy. Uh, you know, look at, at fusion. If, if the potential for 20,000 millivolts is possible through um, high density hydrogen, and that release of energy comparable to nuclear reactions without the neutron emissions, we could see a significant change in the cost of electricity where we're paying for basically maintenance of the transmission lines because the electricity generation itself would drop a thousand fold in terms of cost, at least a thousand. And it could even drop even more than that. And uh, then the question is, is how much would it cost to use uh, high-density hydrogen in terms of developing power plants that could then turn uh, steam turbines, if if it was required. It may be able to do something like a a magnetohydrodynamic drive where it can convert plasma into energy through uh, copper plating. And so you don't really even need turbines in the equation and, and water and condensers. You can go directly from plasma Uh, pulses at super high frequencies to electricity and so uh, you know at one time um, black light was looking at at creating these small generators basically the size of a of a box that could put out 10 megawatts not kilowatts megawatts and it was incredible Uh, could have solved a lot of the energy problems of the world since there's let roughly four billion people without electricity uh it, it could have been a, a major game changer and so you know it did the question is is do you hate humanity or do you love humanity do you believe that humanity has unlimited resources on planet earth and there will always be plenty of food plenty of places to, to sleep or live we can transform our resources for living space uh, for producing food, for producing energy. And you know, if you're, if you love humanity, you say, of course, there's an unlimited resource. If you hate humanity, you say, I believe in the conservation, less people, less resources, more protection of those resources and more exclusivity, less innovation. I like to believe in the unlimited resource cheap energy created a consumer who was burning burned increased amounts of energy to support a lifestyle and enabled towns neighborhoods and families to consume vast amounts of resource and produce little in return energy usage increased by a factor of four well if you look at today we all have pdas we all have laptops uh, we have entertainment media systems sound systems in every room and you think about how, what our level of energy consumption is today. is has to be at least 2x than our previous generation. Energy consumption transforms in the application of high-quality energy, medical, household entertainment, and production robots. I have at least two robots in my house, and they vacuum the floor. I mean, I could think of robots that uh, that I could use uh even more i could have one that could scrub the floor i could have a robot that washes my windows i could have a robot that cleans my car i could have a robot um that cooks my food and those robots are available today for purchase and you can install them in your home uh behind glass window and get and give it uh voice commands on what to cook and then provide the raw materials and it'll transform those raw materials into a a gourmet uh, mill. What is information? It is a design, utility, craft, durability, and knowledge added to the mass. Real wages are dropping, total energy consumption increasing, and production quality and efficiency rising. We know that real wages are, dr- are dropping because inflation is rising, and we know that total energy is increasing, and the production quality, because we're using more robots, is improving in the quality and efficiency. So the trend is towards automation. So more people are are losing jobs to automation because of the desire for production quality and efficiency. So the factories are are being transformed into automated factories. All the processes are being examined and automated. And so we're seeing this uh, huge transfer, transformation in in manufacturing and in services. And when we talked about GPT three and how it could answer questions and become um, a, f- a source for getting um, professional help through a machine, and so more of that server uh, type of interactions will be explored. We could use GPT-3 in call centers for processing orders, GPT-3 for, in call centers to answer technical questions and to walk uh, users through step-by-step on how to solve some of their technical problems um, and also resolve some of their financial problems uh, with tra- questions about transactions, fees, penalties, etc. While uh, governments and politicians are debating the course in regards to higher energy prices, higher cost of capital, and declining wages, business, consumers, and household holders are already adapting. Adoption to the rising cost of energy is creating the informative economy. America cars weigh 30% less than a decade ago. And that's probably reversing today with the introduction of the electric car because electric cars are about 5,000 pounds more heavy due to the electric battery. so you're seeing a very heavy car uh, that's moving with with uh, with the batteries. However, the hydrogen vehicle which is uh, my my bet will be the future, will have a carbon fiber tank 10,000 psi that pressurized uh, hydrogen, Will be lighter because it'll tank. Will be lighter. There'll be no batteries required, and you'll probably have in-wheel motors or a single motor um, powering the drivetrain. We need to know what will thrive and what dies, and why. We need to know within a filter industry why some companies prospers and others stagnant. The scarcity of money equation. In 1973, energy and capital rose in value and the value of the workers' time declined. The rise of capital indicated that money was more expensive to borrow, reflected in the high interest rates and inflation. The high cost of money was passed on to the consumer as higher product prices without increasing industry's revenue. So it's just basically a break-even game. Uh, the industries were running on very small margins, maybe 2 to 3%. And uh, as inflation was increasing, they were passing that on to the consumer, but they weren't really gouging the consumer because they were just breaking even themselves. Consumers put off buying cars, houses a little longer. The rising cost of energy has raised transportation and distribution costs, right? Because that's the effect of inflation is the rising cost of the energy. Uh, And so that was transferred to the consumer, but the businesses didn't want to transfer too much to the consumer, more than it was required, because they knew that if those prices increased to a certain point, that the indifference curve would start to kick in and the consumer would say, well, I don't really want to part with my money right now. This will eliminate the middleman and change sales channels to achieve competitive price. That's what I could see also is that in the uh, era of information that we'll see uh, GBD 3 become more of the sales interface, so costs, lower cost, and then you'll see cars being purchased online, like a uh, you, like you buy your iPhone. So you select the color, the features, and it'll calculate. Well, you'll have an interaction with GBD 3 and you'll talk through the whole uh, process and then a price will be determined and settled, and then they'll deliver your car uh, to your house. 25% of the world trade is done by barter, and between 10 to 22% of the gross national product is barter. Inflation indicates economic growth, new innovations, and construction of infrastructure. Well, that that statement makes sense only in that debt is used to finance this uh, economic growth, and the debt um is money is being used or borrowed from the institutional money, and uh, and they're parting with the their money old money is parting to allow for innovations, and that causes the regeneration of increased wealth more wealth and so we could see the the tech boom of the 2000s with the uh, web 2.0 1.0 2.0 where there was a lot of money that was flowing into the new economy well today we have ai robotics uh, artificial intelligence machine learning uh, reinforced learning transferred learning uh, adversarial networks Uh, long short-term memory networks and natural language processing and those type of innovations are now receiving uh, money and they're getting startup seed money and they're starting to become uh, household commodities and once they get acceptance like into that 10% range then you'll start seeing AI everywhere well AI will transform everything <clears throat> and that's what I, I think was is happening now. Uh, goods are getting cheaper. As prices fall in relationship to wages, goods become cheaper. After World War II, a new consumer emerged, the solid middle-class blue or white-collar worker who had money to spend on discretionary purchases. Because production, retail, and advertising and distribution had all become gigantic scale to meet demand for goods, smaller manufacturers were crowded out, and bad products drove out good ones. Quality lowered and near break-even profits occurred. Not good. Uh, government size is shrinking, government revenues are diminishing, and future growth of additional tax revenues unlikely. Okay, that's the trend. Uh, even though you may think that government is expanding, taxes are increasing, it uh The taxes percentage may be increasing, but the revenues are not. Government faces the dilemma of rising taxes and further choking economic recovery and revenues. Or increasing taxes results in declines in revenues caused from economic stagnation. Local government credit rating is dropping, preventing qualification for loans. There are two ways to make a fortune, through taxation or through trade buying goods cheaply in one place and selling them a higher in another. Well that's been the that's basically been the China. We've, we 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 built goods in China. We we had unfinished goods from Japan and the US and we sent it to China. We got the finished goods and then we resold it back in, in America and then we earned uh money from the increased price difference and we used uh credit to make those purchases, so when we talk about you know the article I did on maxed out, consumers continue to borrow, and at this point now they're uh, maxed out, and so they you know that continuing trend of borrowing uh, has to come to an end eventually. The confidence gain of debt and capital, the cost of capital will remain high. Communism failed because it allocated capital in unnecessary factories faulty innovations, inventions, and overproduction of goods, misallocating funds, and bringing no benefit to the economy. During inflation, the value of money declines. Inflation represents the cost of capital. As price rises, the value of money declines, so to hold money during inflation is to see its value decrease. That's why people are adept to spend during inflation. In the nineteen 70s, over 97% of the GNP was consumed and two two 2.5% and was reinvested. Much of the spending was financed through increased debt. The cost of capital will remain high through the transition from the mass economy to the informational uh, e- economy. When government borrows money from the private sector and spends it on government purchases, this money is not available for lending to businesses. Uh, money supply and capital are not the same. Economists say that inflation results when the annual growth of the money supply consistently exceeds the growth, rate of growth in the gross national product. When inflation is rising and currency is falling, the sensible thing to do is get out of currency and buy something that will rise with the tide of inflation. Between 1950 and 80, federal debt rose 300%, consumer debt rose 1,300%, mortgages increased 1,500%, and the state and local governments 1,300%. The debt was increasing and growing faster than the nominal rate of the economic growth. As the amount of money required to service debt increases, less money is available for investing, and as the growth slows, the more difficult it becomes for the economy to meet all of its debts. As greater demands are placed on the existing capital to pay debt, interest rates go up, making the expense of carrying debt even more punitive to everyone. Corporations are purchasing growth and earnings by going more deeply into debt. Real, real interest rates can be calculated as the difference between inflation and the high-quality term bonds. In 1982, real interest rates were 7 to 8% high, high uh, and nominal Interest rates of 2 to 3%. The Fed placed reserves in the economy fearing economic collapse as debt increased faster than the rate of the economy. It increased the demand for cash and raised interest rates. The rapid increase in money supply created inflation and a new upward spiral of debt as individuals and businesses tried to borrow. You know, see, and you, sit, you look at this and you go, when will we return back to deflation economics? and save our currency and save the sovereignty of our nation. And the reason why is we need to shed all this bad debt because the bad debt has the effect of deflating or devaluating our currency. Nations need uh, new debt increased in order to keep afloat during economic contraction. So that's where we're at today. We are an economy that requires more debt to survive, but whose ability to sustain the debt in decline The structure of debt can no longer be sustained by the economy, and a longer period of deflation and liquidation will take place. A new trick. Companies use the currency exchange rates to higher report earnings for sales in foreign countries as the dollar demises. The foreign currency strengthens and inflates the reported earnings and inflates the stock price. That will only work for a little while. Uh, Eventually, the market will figure it out and... Those companies will not survive. The power of one. Request companies financial and study them. Find out if your company is sinking. Does the company have negative cash flow? What are the company's strengths and weaknesses? Is the company living on borrowed time?